Thanks for joining us here at Faith Assembly for our weekly podcast. We're so excited you're tuning in this week. To learn more about our church, you can visit us online at myfaithassembly.org. Join us live or connect with us on Facebook. Isn't it exciting when we watch people get baptized today? I think today we had about seven people get baptized all through the the day. And so, man, that's exciting just to celebrate and, uh, man, to see what God is doing in lives of all ages, moving forward, knowing Jesus and growing in what Jesus is doing in our lives. So uh, uh, glad you're here today. I want to give you a couple of things as we uh, before we get into the Word, uh, this morning we'll be looking in Proverbs chapter 4, but welcome, we're glad you're here on uh, this first Sunday of the new year, and on this first Sunday of the new year, man, I, I, we just want to say thanks for being a part of worship with us, and if you've not had an opportunity yet, you can fill out a Connect card in front of you, and uh, you can drop that into the uh, offering stands that are located at each door as you leave, um, and this just allows us to have uh, a point of reference, connection, uh, send you our weekly emails. And uh, just to keep you updated with what's happening here at Faith Assembly, it also allows you to connect with us, share prayer requests or anything that we can uh, be uh, coming alongside and, and praying with and believing for. Um, and so hope you'll connect with us. You can also drop that off at the Next Steps area where someone is there would love to uh, meet you and say hello to you. This is our first Sunday of the, uh, of the, the new year, and so we will be receiving communion if you've not yet uh, picked up uh, communion on your way in. Uh, be found at each door, and uh, we'll be receiving communion together at the end of the service. And uh, with that, it's the first week of the new year, and we have a tradition here at Faith Assembly, and that is the first uh, week of the new year we spend in prayer and fasting. And uh, this week, uh, starting Sunday through Saturday, just a time of seeking God and setting aside the first full week of the new year uh, as we give God what belongs to Him uh, we bring our tithes, our, our offerings, we give God our resources, but we also want to take uh, time in this new year to set aside the first week and uh, just ask God for his blessing. And fasting is a personal decision for, for some. I, I know some uh, folks, uh, obviously, Jesus fasted, and a lot of times in, the, uh, in scriptures, fasting consisted of, of uh, no food and just water, uh, as if God would lead you that way for some it's fasting one meal a day. For others, uh, what, what's uh, known as a Daniel fast. And Daniel fast is, uh, in Daniel, as he was in captivity in Babylon, he uh, decided to eat nothing but vegetables and drink nothing but water. And so for some, uh, would uh, uh, just participate in a Daniel fast. It matters, but it really just matters between you and the Lord. And the significant thing is that we spend time in prayer. If we change our eating habit but don't pray, that's a that's a diet, not a fast. And uh, so that's beneficial too, but uh, uh, we want to encourage you to join us for a time of prayer. Wednesday night here in the sanctuary, we'll have a corporate prayer, time of worship, and, and just praying for our community uh, for healing. Uh, we are asking God to heal uh, because there's a lot of sickness around us. Uh, just before we get into the, the word here, answer on his spine. Uh, he and his family, EJ was dedicated here at Faith Assembly. And he, and um, he needs a, a touch from God. So can we pray right now? And I know there are other needs, but uh, uh, let's just pray. Father, we come in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you that you're the God of miracles. You're the God of the impossible. And Father, we lift EJ to you, God. And, and Lord, we know this is one need of many. But Lord, this, this six-year-old is on our heart today, Father, for 
his family. We pray the healing presence of God to minister. The doctors are still determining what the process is and what needs to be done. But Lord, we pray that you, the God of of supernatural power, would move and speak to this body right now. Lord, we pray, God, that this spine would be healed, that this tumor would be shrunk, that it would be removed. God, that you would do a miracle. Even now, we agree in faith and ask, God, that you bring resurrection, life, and power to this body, that, Lord, what, what what is cancer would be gone, that, Father, you would show your power, and, Lord, do it in such a way that this boy who's not been able to walk. God, which gave indication that there's a problem. God, I pray that he would begin to walk. I pray, God, that it would be a marvel to your glory, that it'd be a testimony of who you are. We pray comfort and strength to this family as they walk in these difficult days. Minister to them, we pray. We give you thanks, and we ask, God, for many needs that are surrounding us. God, that you'd be glorified. We trust you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We trust a God who's a healer and believing for miracles, and uh, so if you if you would think of uh, EJ and pray for him, there are so many needs, and and uh, regularly that's another reason why we're connected here at Faith Assembly. We have a prayer uh, email that goes out to all of our prayer team, and um, uh, we pray for needs that come in regularly. And then there's certain ones, uh, and this is one of them that just kind of gets to your heart, and and uh, is every need is is significant, uh, but God do do a miracle and and do a work. Uh, Proverbs chapter 4, mention that, let me, uh, one last thing, and that is uh, thank you for your faithfulness in giving, and uh, would uh, be important to mention if uh, uh, your faithfulness in giving, we just thank God for, for, for you and for what you do and being a part of the church. You can give online or in the offering stands as you go, and what a way to start the new year. Man, if you've not been practicing tithing, I encourage you to do it, um, encourage you to take God at his, at his word. And uh, it's not because the church needs your money. It's because God already gave us what we have and it already belongs to him. So we're just returning what belongs to God. I'm confident in this. I pray that we would see an increase in, in tithes um, because as we honor God with what belongs to him, how many know God will honor us in return and he'll cause even more to come back into? And it's not, we don't give so we can get, but we give because, man, this is, we, we honor sowing and reaping that this belongs to God. And I'm also convinced that when the church, not just here, but the church, when we catch on to the practice of taking God at his word um, and we tithe, we will have more than enough to see God's work accomplished. I'm convinced of this, that the church tithing, and I would love to challenge us to do this. If we, 100% of our church or 100% of the church of Jesus, but let's start right here in Uniontown, but if 100% of us tithe, I believe we would rival the welfare system here in Fayette County we would have resources and provision to do with good resource what is in people's heart to do with good intention. But how many know good intention doesn't match the anointing? And when we give in the anointing, those monies received in the anointing unto God and we honor God, um, I believe, um, man, we can do even more in, a, in an area. And uh, I do believe that we could rival the welfare system. Uh, I thank God for welfare. I thank God for the provisions that are there. But as far as I'm concerned as well, that's not a place God intends anyone to stay. But God wants to bring provision and bring hope and bring provision and open the floodgates of heaven. Do you believe that? He's a God of more than enough and a God of, and and so we didn't challenge any other service than that, but the 1130 service, what if 100% of us gave 10% to God, what that would turn around and what that would be? I just want to challenge you in that today. And uh, on this new year, let that be a, be a, a something of, of encouragement.
and uh, something for you. Um, and then when you have fun with it, it goes from 10% to uh, almost uh, 30%. And um, that, uh, I, I just say that out of a number. You say, where did they get that number? It's been a goal, not just a goal of ours, but uh, even in our own home of God, we want to give above and beyond. And so uh, um, by God's grace, that's an increase to, to see. And uh, I'm just telling you, the Lord blesses. And when the Lord blesses, you can't help but just give more to the purposes in the kingdom of God. So uh, uh, that is the one place God said, test me in this. Test me. So uh, give it a shot. First week of the new year. And uh, let, God, let God do that in your life. Well, we're not preaching about money today, um, which, by the way, I know nobody wants to talk about money and nobody wants to hear about money. Uh, but we're going to talk about wisdom. How many need wisdom? How many need money? <laughs> Wait, which one do we go with? No, uh, the, the wisdom of the Lord. It makes uh, the, the blessing of the Lord, the Bible says, makes rich and adds no sorrow with it. I want to look today as we kick off this new year. Um, in uh, Proverbs chapter 4, Solomon, who is the wisest man who ever lived, he, he gives a collection of thoughts and of, of words that are, that are written, uh, words of wisdom. And um, they become things, to, uh, words for us to give direction and guidance. And uh, I believe in chapter 4, there's uh, just a couple verses here that I want to reference. And I think it would give us some perspective and really help us set some goals and prayers moving into 2021. So why don't you stand with me, and I want to read this from Proverbs chapter 4, starting in verse 20. And here's what it says. My child, my child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. How many know that we need healing, and healing comes from the Word of God? Uh, and uh, may I just pray that for us. That it, he says here, the word, the word of the Lord, that it brings life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Verse 23, guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. Look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on the safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Don't look to the left or to the right. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. God, I pray today that you would help us to move straight forward. God, that we would move forward, that we would move into what it is that you have for us. God, I pray that you'd give us clarity of mind and direction. God, that we would not just advance, but God, that we would advance straight forward into what it is that you called us to do. God, I pray, God, give us the right attitude. God, I pray that the attitude of our heart would be pleasing and acceptable to you, that we would accomplish great things for your kingdom, for your glory. Bless this word now, we pray in Jesus' name. If you agree with that today, would you say amen? Amen. amen. You may be seated today. I want to share um, from this theme, which we're kicking off the new year, and the theme for 21, uh, 2021 here at Faith Assembly is straightforward. Uh, that we would not just make advancement moving forward, but straight forward. How many know that when someone is straightforward, they're more direct and to the point? You ever have a straightforward conversation? You ever, ever had anybody be straightforward with you? Y'all don't know what I'm talking about? Uh, and I believe for us, God help us to be straightforward, intact, straightforward into what it is that God has. For us. Um, there's a world looking for someone to lead the well in the presence of God. Um, 
I hope you're convinced of that. And if, it, if it's my job today to convince you, I don't know that I'll accomplish that. But I pray the Holy Spirit would give you revelation that we, as the body of Christ, the church is not just to make up a segment of the population on the earth. The church is to be the body of Christ and to be the heart of God, the kingdom of God active on the earth in the present day. That, that we don't just take up a, a place of the population at the time, uh, at the point of time, but that we become the kingdom of God uh, at work and advancing in, in our world. And um, I believe this is without a doubt what we're called to do. So I don't know what your perception of this new year is. We walk into it. I know for some of us, uh, we have great anticipation of the new year to come and others, we're just anxious to leave the old behind. And uh, I don't know what perspective you walk with today, but, but my, my hope is this to encourage us that uh, we need to move forward into what it is that God has for us. Sometimes that can be hard to do. I remember, and you remember, it was just a year ago. It was a year ago we kicked off a new year with great anticipation, believing for great things. We started the new year saying we're moving into more. Here at Faith Assembly, we're gonna, uh, going to advance. We were still at the stage of waiting to see when we might uh, complete drawings and move into a new building program. All of that's still moving forward. And, and we, we had this desire a year ago, we're going to move into more. And less than a quarter into the new year, how many know things started looking different than we expected? And sometimes when you go through disappointment, you go through places of discouragement, you can sometimes learn to taper your, excite, taper your, your excitement and to really cause it to become uh, in a place that's lessened because you don't want to get your hopes up. You've ever been at that place where you, you desired something and it didn't go the way you want, so you're like, well, I'm not going to believe for that again. Because sometimes we don't want to get our hopes up. And what, what I want to speak to today is against that thought of don't get your hopes up. No, I want to say to you today, yeah, we've gone through what we've gone through. Yes, there's been discouragement. But keep your hope alive because our hope is not circumstantial. Our hope is in Jesus Christ, the one who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So hold on. Let hope remain. Let hope stay alive. There is, there is this desire. Now, when I say that, I'm being honest with you. I am more discouraged, and, and, and I shouldn't say I'm more discouraged. I, I recognize more discouragement this year than I've ever recognized before. This has been a different new year for me. I don't know about you. Maybe it's just me. But a different kind of new year when you're coming into a, a place of believing for great things, but knowing you've walked through some places that have been difficult, and some people are still uh, dealing with the ramifications of that difficulty and, and just struggle. And I realize in life that's always the case, but it's been corporate this year, right? Uh, every, every person has gone through disappointment and, and everybody has faced something in a year's time. But we've done this as a corporate people where we've all walked through this difficult time in this place and, and there's a moment of discouragement. And, and in that, it's something I recognize that just because it's, it's discouraging doesn't mean I've lost faith it means that I've got faith, and faith is, yeah, it's discouraging, but it means that that discouragement won't define me. It doesn't mean I've not been through discouragement, because there's sometimes people are like, well, you know, you can't say it's discouraging. You got to keep it up, keep it up. Have you ever been to that football game, and the cheerleaders are cheering, and you know that their team has no hope in coming back? And you're like, you can just stop cheering right now. You know, it's like, it's obvious they don't know what's going on, because they're facing the fans, and they're like, touchdown, kill them. You can do this. You're going to win. It's like, you need to look at the scoreboard. Your cheering is not going to change anything right now. It's just motivational talk to try and pep things up. I, I, I want you to know today, God is not a pep talk. 
God is not just a, just a motivational speech to help you in your low point and, and get you back on. No, he is the power to walk when it's impossible to walk. He's the power to stand when everything around us is crushing. He is the God who says he'll give a way of escape that no matter what comes over you, it doesn't mean things won't come over you, but they won't overtake you. Paul said this in the church in Corinth. He said, we are pressed on every side, but we're not crushed. We're perplexed, but we're not in despair. We're persecuted, but we're not abandoned. We're struck down, but we're not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. Yes, we walk through discouragement, but we are not discouraged because I cannot control where I walk, but I can control how I walk through what I walk through. I can take control of of how I walk through. I wish I could pick and choose what I walk through. No, I walk through just like everybody else, life and the effects of life, but how I walk through it. We walk through with this victory. I want to encourage you today to keep believing, keep hoping. Don't look, and when it feels like you don't want to get your hopes up, so you start backing down. No, I want to say in 2021, this is the year that God is calling us to be straightforward, that we're to be straightforward. Don't deviate. Don't change the goal. Don't don't rearrange it. Just keep moving forward in the purpose of God. Now, you might have to acknowledge somewhere along the way there's some things we don't need to take with us because sometimes when we walk through what we've walked through, we learn and recognize what's more essential than other things. And so keep moving forward in the purpose that God has. I, I want to share today from this, this, uh, on this first week of 2021, here's the title. It's also the three points I want to speak from today. Get up, grow up, and get on. Get up, grow up, and get on. My prayer for us as we start this new year is that we would get up, that we would grow up, and that we would get on. Now, I, I believe here, it, it, recognizing that uh, this year being what it's been, the difficulties that may have, may have come with it, that we would allow our hope to remain. Here's what verse 21 of what we read says, don't lose sight of my words. Solomon's writing this. He says, those who find them and healing and healing. Life to those who is our healer. God is a healer and a healer is not one who keeps us from pain, but one who causes us to get up and rise above the pain that comes against us. This word healing is uh, the same root word that's Rapha. And uh, if you grew up in church like I did, uh, Rapha, if you put that with Jehovah, uh, there's Jehovah Jireh, and then there's Jehovah Rapha. It's part of the, the, the names of God. And Jehovah Rapha means the Lord is my, he is God, my healer. He is my healer. He is the God who heals me. He's the God who gives me hope. He's the God who restores me in every situation. He is our healer, not because he keeps us from pain. He's our healer because he makes it possible for you and I to rise above our pain, that he gives us the ability to rise up. Psalm 107 says this, he he sent his word and healed them, and he saved them from their destruction. He is the son of righteousness with healing rising in his wings. And Paul said this, if he has risen, then we will rise with him as well. When he rose, he not only gave us the ability to overcome sin, but he gave us the power and healing to even overcome the effects of sin. That not only can I live in life with a hope that I will not die, that I'll spend eternity with God, but I can also so overcome the effects of sin that he is my healer. He is my provider. He's my deliverer. He's the God who heals me. And because he's the God who heals me, I can hear him say to me today, get up, 
Get up. You're walking through something that you've gone through, and you're walking through past, through disappointment, through struggle, for, through, through failure, whatever it might be. Get up. Don't let that define you. Jesus was at the pool of Bethesda, and there was a, a man there who was lame, and uh, Jesus asked him the question while he's sitting by this pool, expecting to be healed, but expecting it in the traditional sense that the waters would, would heal him. Jesus says, do you want to be healed? He says, yes, but there's no one to carry me in the water. Whenever the water gets stirred, there's no one to carry me, and even if there were too, I mean, too many people get ahead of me, and I can't get in. He begins to identify his situation by his circumstance. I can't be healed because there's no one to carry me and I can't make it and other people in front of me. Too many of us are identifying our lives according to our circumstances. I can't believe God to do miracles because we're in a pandemic. We're in a crisis. We're in a situation. I've got this, this background. I've got this occurrence. Don't identify your life based on where you've been. Identify your life by the one who gives you the word. And here's what he said to the lame man by the pool. He said, get up, take up your mat and walk. I hear the Lord saying to someone today, get up. Don't be identified by your situation, by what's around you. But the word of the Lord speaks, and he's greater than your circumstance. He's greater than what comes against you. And he says to you today, get up, carry your mat, and walk. Move on. Move forward in the purpose that God has for you. Get up today. That when he says to to get up, it becomes this desire that we would advance in the purpose of God. He he tells him to get up and carry his mat. That mat became a testimony. What better way to be a testimony in our world when they say it's not possible for you, and then we carry the very thing that used to be what we lay upon as an excuse or as something to hold us, but now becomes a testimony of our God who only God makes it possible. I don't know where you are today, but I want you to want to encourage you in this new year, get up. Don't be identified by your circumstances. Don't be identified by what's been set against you because whatever it is, hear the word of the Lord say, get up because when you hear his word and you allow his word to penetrate you, the Bible says that it brings life and it gives healing. That there is a healing. I sent my word to heal your disease, Jesus, the, the word of the Lord says. That he, he gives his word that he says to us today to get up. Look at your neighbor today and tell him, get up. Now, if they were sleeping, be careful. They might think you meant like right now, get up and leave, but bring them back in if that's the case. Here's number two, grow up. This uh, Notice when Solomon is speaking. Solomon is speaking and he addresses it, not only here, but the beginning of the chapter. And in chapter one, he addresses my child, or he'll say son. Um, but as he's speaking as a father, uh, maybe literally to his children, But as a spiritual leader, a spiritual father, he's speaking as a teacher, a spiritual influencer, and he says, child. Now, he's speaking from a role of influence, and you and I recognize that every child one day becomes a parent or at least a teacher, right? A child reaches a moment where they're no longer a child. Paul said these words. Paul said, when I was a child, I acted like a child. I thought like a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. I went from being a child to becoming no longer a child. The goal of anyone who is a child is to grow up and no longer be a child, that they take in a new role. What I want to encourage in my prayer for 2020 is that we would see more and more spiritual fathers and mothers rise up in this year that we would see influencers and leaders who would rise up, that we would be influencers of the faith, that we would have more people. How do we impact the world? It's when there are more people who are carrying the hope and the purpose of Jesus Christ, that, that we would allow this to penetrate and get inside of us. And when it does, we go from being the child 
to now being the spiritual father or the spiritual mother. That we take on a new role. My prayer is that we would, that we would see more people grow up in their faith and be taking more role of spiritual leadership and influence. That we would influence one another. That we would raise up generations around us. Uh, Solomon said these four things to, to his readers in Proverbs that they're to gain. And these four things are similar. He says, gain learning knowledge, wisdom, and understanding. In different places, he'll say to gain, to learn or to, or to gain knowledge or to have wisdom and understanding. These could be the same thing, but they're really the same thing at different stages out of necessity. How many have ever, uh, that's uh, for, for a lot of us. I mean, we, we, we cram to learn what we need to know and we take the test. And when we're done taking the test, we probably really don't remember what it is we studied for. We learned it, but we learned it for the moment. And then there's the learning that becomes knowledge. Knowledge is when it becomes, it it, it takes to heart. You memorize it. It becomes more. It either has more importance to you or it becomes something of more value. Uh, I know some phone numbers and I certain numbers I've learned, but there's one number I know and I'll probably never forget. And it's my in-laws number. I still know the the home number to my in-laws. Why? Because I called that number a couple times a day when my girlfriend lived in that house. I know that number by heart. I know that number. I'll never forget it. Why? Because there's value, significance, repetition, something that was seared on my heart. When something becomes knowledge, it becomes memorized. It becomes seared inside of you. It takes more importance. And then he also says to gain wisdom. Wisdom is at a whole other level of learning or growing. When you have wisdom, that's the ability to know what to do. How many know Whenever you have a question, you look for somebody who's wiser than you. When you, you're walking through something and what do you do? Can I encourage you today? There's a God who gives wisdom. The Bible says that if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives generously to all without finding fault. Wisdom begins with God. Opinion begins with man, but wisdom begins with God. And when we have wisdom, it causes us to know what to do in the moment. God, give us wisdom. That when you have wisdom, you know what to do. But then there's understanding. Proverbs 4, verse 7 says, gain wisdom, but above this, gain understanding. Now he's saying understanding is even better than wisdom. Why is understanding the best? Because understanding literally means this, that when you understand something, you know now, you know how it operates, you know what it does, and now you have the ability to teach it to someone else. When you understand something, now you're able to teach someone else in the process. And the whole desire here, as Proverbs is laid out, is that you would gain, that you and I would gain learning, that we would gain knowledge, we would gain wisdom, but most importantly, that we would gain understanding so that we could bring others along in the process. That my prayer for 2021 is God help us to gain understanding that we can bring others along, that we can teach, that we can be spiritual fathers and mothers in our, in our world, this place of influence that we can teach. If you walk through something you don't want to walk through, you might as well learn what you've walked through so that you can teach someone else how to not have to go through it. Uh, wisdom for me, my dad told me this, and I caught on to it. Uh, my dad got saved when I was two years old. And uh, my dad would tell me things that he experienced before me knowing Jesus. And then he would say to me, he would say, now, wisdom is for you to learn from my mistakes. Knowledge is when you can learn from your own, but you become even wiser when you learn from someone else's. So dad told me what he experienced, not to hide it from me, but to say, before I met Jesus, I was a part of this. Now, wisdom would be for you to learn that that didn't get me anywhere. And so 
I went through this just to learn I need to start with Jesus. And dad said to me, you can start with Jesus and not have to learn the way I learned. You know what? I thank God for wisdom because I didn't have to walk where my father walked. Why? Because someone taught me what they knew and gave me wisdom. And now I got to start at a whole different level. And I don't have to have the experiences of what had been or what is because the grace of God gives wisdom Oh, that we would have wisdom to teach other, to, to know the decisions to make, but then give us understanding that we can teach others, that we can raise up other people in this, this desire. If you're going to walk through what you walk through, make it count for something. We, we, I like to say it this way, grow through what you go through. If you got to go through it, you might as well grow through it. Allow that to be something that teaches you. If we've walked through this past year of what this year has been, oh, that we would learn something from it that we would be able to, to learn what is essential, what's not essential, what's important, what's not important, that we would grow in this, in this process. And here's something that I would encourage you with is to gain wisdom and understanding that causes us to build others up, that we would grow up. And in growing up, we would no longer be children, but we'd be spiritual fathers and mothers who are now leading other people. Here's a perspective I wanna encourage you with in the new year. Don't look to get paid back, look to get built up. This is a whole perspective, and I want to put this in, and I think it can really affect, and, and right from the new year, don't look to get paid back. Look to get built up. When you walk through what you walk through, don't look to get reimbursed for what you lost in the process. Look to get built up because of what you've learned and gained in the process. Now, let me illustrate this with Solomon, the same one who wrote this text, but now in his in 1 Kings chapter 3, Solomon writes these words. And as Solomon is, 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 it's not written by Solomon, it's written about Solomon. Solomon sets up his kingdom. And when he sets up his kingdom, God is pleased with him. And God visits Solomon after he makes a, an offering to God. And Solomon says, God says to Solomon, I, I am here to bless you whatever you want. God says to Solomon, the next king of Israel, I'll give you whatever you ask for. How many want God to say that to you? <laughs> whatever you ask for, I'll give you. Solomon, it says of Solomon in 1 Kings chapter 3, Solomon says, you've made me the next king. You've, you've, you've honored me and made me the next king in, in, in place of my father. You've caused me to be a leader of these great people. You've already done so much. And so then Solomon makes his request. And Solomon says, so I ask of you, give me wisdom to lead this great people. Now, I want you to hear what God says to Solomon. Because Solomon didn't ask for whatever you and I might think. If God would ask me, I'm ready to tell God what I'm looking for. Solomon asked for wisdom. And here's what God says to him in verse 10. The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for wisdom. So God replied, because you have asked for wisdom in governing my people with justice and have not asked for a long life or wealth or the death of your enemies, I will give you what you asked for. I will give you a wise and understanding heart such as no one else has ever had or ever will. And I will also give you what you did not ask for, riches and fame. No other king in all the world will be compared to you for the rest of your life. Notice what God says to him, I'll give you what you asked for. And he says, because you didn't ask for. Notice what he didn't ask for. He didn't ask for long life, for wealth, or the death of his enemies. You know what he didn't ask for? He didn't ask to be paid back. 
He didn't ask for it. God, take care of my enemies. Take care of my problems. I lost this. Now give back what I lost. I'm looking for what I'm looking for. He says, because you didn't ask to get paid back, but you asked to be built up, I'm not only gonna build you up, I'm gonna give you wisdom. And when I do, that wisdom's gonna open up doors and you're gonna have prosperity and blessing on the other side of that. Here's what I wanna say to you today. This is not a prosperity gospel. This is not a get rich scheme. This is a, I believe this, that if you honor God not to get paid back, but to be built up, God will cause you to be built up and he'll open doors that no man can shut. He'll take you places that you cannot take yourself, that he'll give value in your life. You'll gain more value because you've learned what you've walked through. And when you learn from what you've walked through, you become built up. And as you're built up, you become influential. And when you become influential, wealth and other things come your direction. You don't have to look for it. That the provision of God, now this is not a get wealthy, get rich. This is a God knows how to take care of your needs when your perspective is not God pay me what I need, but God help me to build up and know what I need to know. Build me up. Help me be built up. Because when I'm built up in Christ, he'll open doors. And if he opens doors, I want you to see the power of this. If God opens the doors, then he'll also sustain you. But if you open your doors, guess who has to keep you there? If you open your doors, then you got to keep yourself in the doors you've opened. But when God opens the doors, he'll keep you. There's safety. There's life. There's no fear. Why? Because I'm not running after that. I'm running after him. And he just brought that along the way. But if you're running after that, then you're going to have to do whatever you can to stay with that. But when you're running after him, this is why he says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added unto you. That when we seek God with all of our heart, when we come after him, that he'll cause this provision that we can grow up, that we can become influential and building people up. I, I want you to know this. If you make it your goal not to get, let me say it this way. Quit making it your goal to get rich and start making it your goal to make others rich because in the process of making others rich by sharing what you have with others, by building other people up, God will always make sure you have what you need. He will always provide for you. I'm saying that today from experience. I'm saying that today from watching God move in this church and God providing. The Lord is faithful. That doesn't mean I'm sitting on a ton of money, but it does mean I'm sitting on no debt and I'm sitting on the provision and the blessing of the Lord and that the Lord meets every need that is set forth and he's faithful to do that. If we look to not get paid back, but to build up, to be built up. Here's the last thing. God help us to get up over whatever's held us back. There's healing. God, help us to grow up, that we would no longer remain children, but we would turn into the spiritual parents and we would become influencers and be built up to build others up, but that we would also get on, that we would move forward. Listen what, what this text says in chapter 26, 25. It says, look straight ahead and fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on a safe path. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. Don't get sidetracked. Here's what I, I want to encourage us today is, is to get on. Michonne mentioned this even as we sang this, the, the last song. 
Don't get held. Don't rehash. Don't get stuck in the place that you've been. Don't get stuck in the place that, that where you are. Don't look to the right or to the left. I love what another translation, it says, leave evil in the dust. Leave it in the dust. Let, let what's in the dust stay in the dust. Keep moving. Move forward in him. The more you look at your problem, and you know this true. Can you, can you attest to this? The more you look at your problem, the more you try to fix it with your own strength. And the more you try to fix it with your own strength, the more frustrated you get. Can anyone relate to that? That the more you look at your problem, the more you try to fix it with your own ability. And when you realize you can't fix it, you become more frustrated. But instead of looking at your problem, look to Jesus. Because the more you look at Jesus, the more you see the healer, the more you hear his words the more you respond to his words. And when you respond to his words, you get up, you rise up, you move on, and you leave your problems behind you. But sometimes it's not just a moment of God healing you in the moment. It's also a moment of moving on in him and then coming to a moment saying, wow, I don't struggle like I used to because I left it in the dirt. Sometimes it's an immediate, God takes it off. And other times it's just I'm pursuing him. And the more I'm pursuing him, what I thought was a problem is no longer the problem I thought it was because I've quit looking at my problem and I fix my eyes on Jesus and along the way he causes those things to fall off and to be left in the dust some of us need to leave some of that stuff in the dust how do we how do we move on here's what it says in Hebrews we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus the champion who initiates and perfects our faith because of the joy awaiting him because of the joy awaiting him he endured the cross disregarding its shame and now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people then you won't become weary and give up how do I keep moving on when I think about the Lord when I recall what he did for me when I recall the price he paid you receive communion and I want to invite you at this moment just to take that cup and the bread and on this first Sunday of 2021 I have no idea what this year will bring but I know that God's going to cause us to grow and it's going to cause us to walk into greater places and here's our desire God in this new year give us the mindset that we want to see people build up for your glory in fact I want to give you this goal today is this year, God, help me to influence someone for your kingdom. Help me to bring someone along in the kingdom. I, I will guarantee you this, that if you make it a point to do God's work, he'll always make it a point to take care of your work. The pastor that I worked with here is a youth pastor. He said this every mission Sunday. If you take care of God's business, he'll take care of yours. Guess what? I found that to be true. That when you take care of God's business, he'll take care of yours. What's God's business? God's business is building up lost people, seeking and saving lost people. I can't save them, but I can introduce them to the one who does. And I can speak life and hope and healing. When you take care of God's business, he'll always take care of yours. That when we allow ourselves to be healed, get up, grow up, and get on leave some things in the past. How do you do this? Fixing your eyes on the cross of Jesus Christ. Remember, the cross is empty. 
just want to remind you that if you have a cross with Jesus on it, you need to get a new cross. He's not on it. He rose from the dead. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, now praying on our behalf and giving us the help that we need. The Holy Spirit now lives inside of us. And the same power that raised Christ from the dead is now on the inside of you and I. So guess what? It doesn't matter if you went through 2020. Get up. Because God's still doing something big in 2021. He still has something in front of us. Would you bow your heads with me today? Would you just join me in giving thanks for the cross of Jesus? Just in your own words right now, just just thank God for the cross. Just speak to him what the, the meaning how meaningful it is to you, what it's done for you. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for saving my soul. Thank you for, for, for redeeming me. Thank you for keeping me from a path of, of destruction. Thank you for restoring my joy, my hope. The only requirement for receiving communion is to have a relationship with Jesus by believing on Jesus Christ. And if you're here today and you say, I've never made a decision to believe on Jesus, then before we receive communion, we'd love to just give you that opportunity with no one looking around and just in this moment of decision. You say, Jason, on this first Sunday of 2021, I need to commit my life to Christ. It's as simple as believing on Jesus, believing that he's the son of God and believing that he rose from the dead and acknowledging that. The Bible says that if you do that, you will be saved. If you're here today and you say, I need to walk in new life with Jesus. If that's you, just lift your hand right where you are today in this moment. Yeah, yeah. Is there anyone else today? Yeah, amen. Amen. Is there anyone else? Yeah, amen. 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 Listen, this is our joy to pray with you, and the most important decision you'll ever make is to make Jesus the Lord of your life. And so to confess with your mouth, we're going to pray this prayer together, and we're going to do this as a family. No one's praying this alone. We have all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. And we've all made the decision at times to put our faith in Jesus. And today, certain ones here have made that decision today. And so we want to pray with you. Come on, let's pray this together as a body of Christ. Would you pray this with me? Dear Jesus, come on, pray this out. Let this be your confession. Dear Jesus, I need you. I'm a sinner. I recognize that I'm hopeless without you. Today, come into my life. Forgive me of my sins. I repent and turn from my old ways. Give me your grace to walk with you every step and every day. I believe that you're the son of God. And I believe that you rose from the dead. And because you rose... I will rise. In Jesus' name, my sin is gone and my home is in eternity with you forever. In Jesus' name. Come on, if you know this hope today, would you say amen?